So let's open our scriptures this morning. Welcome if you're joining us for the first time in Psalm chapter 62, verse 1 and 2. If you've got a Bible, you can follow along and see where we're going. My title this morning is, And Breathe. Let's just do that. And Breathe. And you can almost breathe out as you say it. And I have this thought that when we pause, when we take a moment, and when we take a breath, it's that opportunity to allow the Spirit of God to come into our lives. Sometimes in the busy pace of life, we don't always stop and think and take that moment. Modern culture, perhaps call it mindfulness, and you can download an app to find this and to help with this. But this is an ancient practice, something the Hebrews did. If you ever read through the Psalms, there's often that little word, selah, which just means pause, take a moment. And we breathe in, hold it and we breathe out. And we take that moment. And the concept in Scripture is often of silent contemplation. It's that waiting but it's more than just waiting, tapping your watch, having a look, or you know, trying to get the time to pass as quickly as possible, that impatient kind of waiting. No, it's waiting with faith and looking to God, looking to the Lord and saying, Lord, I'm trusting in you. It's that waiting with faith, isn't it? Looking to the Lord as our helper. And when we are silently waiting in faith, it's perhaps because we've considered what the Lord has done. We consider who God is and maybe even words fail us or words are not enough at some times, aren't they? But this faith and this waiting, faith is often described as patience. Just like in Luke chapter 18, Jesus is telling a story about a righteous person who's looking and waiting for justice. And he says, when I return to earth, will I find faith? And today, I think we can learn from some of these ancient practices and put our trust in God enough to be patient and wait on him to move on our behalf and not be so quick to try and fix everything ourselves or trying to take a shortcut. Anyway, you found Psalm 62. It says this, For God alone my soul waits in silence. From the Lord comes my salvation. God alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I will never be shaken. I have three quick points this morning, and then I want to close with some prayer with you. Number one, we need to know the source of our help. Where does our help come from? The Lord is our helper. The Lord is our salvation. The second point is learning to allow our soul to wait, maybe waiting in silence. And finally, finding that place of rest, finding that rest or that, uh, finding out that Christ is our rock. He is our rock, our place of safety. He's our fortress. He's our place we can go when we need to take that time to rest. So point number one, the Lord is our helper. He is your helper. And faith is actually faith in God, the maker of heaven and earth. And he's the, really the only one that we can put our trust in because God will never let us down. The writer of Hebrews chapter 13, if you can find it there, verse 6, 
it says this. So we can say with confidence. That confidence, that is faith, isn't it? You know someone with confidence because they have faith in God. And this is the confidence, he says. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Just like the psalmist says, I can look to the mountains. And where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. And I don't know if you've ever faced a mountain, a difficulty, a challenge in your life. And sometimes that's all your focus is on that thing in front of you that seems impossible to climb, that insurmountable issue that you have. But you can say, I'm not looking at the mountain. I'm looking at the Lord. I'm trusting in the Lord. And it's easy to forget. I know sometimes when we feel challenged, the, the, the temptation is to withdraw. The temptation is to hold back when actually we need to step up and put our trust in God, even more so when we see these things happening. And knowing the Lord is your helper, knowing the, the Lord is the friend that sticks closer than a brother, it, where, where people can, can and do at times let us down. But God is all we need. If you read the rest of Psalm 62, I haven't got to go into it all with you this morning, but have a read. And it says that people are like vapor that vanishes quickly. Compared to God, they're vanity. Even if we have, you know, the desire and we, the need for wealth, worldly wealth, he says that worldly wealth is nothing compared to God. You know, some people look at their mountain and they say, if only I had the money, if only I had this, then all my problems will be solved. Well, look to people who've got money and you ask them, has this solved your problem? And the psalmist warns them not to be boastful or put their trust in money, but at all the strength you need comes from me. All the love you need is found in me. And he concludes with this. He says, trust, trust in God every moment. Tell him your troubles. Pour out your heart longings to him. Believe me when I tell you, God will be your help. My second point, rattling through these nice and quickly, is that our soul can wait. And that wait is almost a, a silent wait. It's almost like in the presence of God, our soul is at rest, where we're not having to babble on or tell God of all our problems. Of course, we want to tell God our problems. But when we see how awesome our God is and how amazing our God is, then we can see how small our problems are and we find our soul at rest. When we contemplate the awesomeness of God, who maker, the maker of heaven and earth, the creator of all living things, and we then understand what God has done for us in his new covenant, then we can find that place where our soul rests. Again, in Hebrews verse, uh, chapter 13, verse 20, it says this, Now may the God of peace, this is the Amplified Translation, the source of all serenity and spiritual well-being. A lot of people are looking for serenity, for looking for peace. And the writer of Hebrews in that ancient text knows that God is that source of peace. He is the God of peace and spiritual well-being. How often do we think about our spiritual well-being uh, as much as our maybe physical well-being? He says, God of peace, who brought up from, from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ. He's the great shepherd of the sheep. 
know if I could go into that. But anyway, through the blood that sealed and ratified the eternal covenant, let him equip you with every good thing to carry out his will. May he strengthen you, he says, making you complete and perfect as you ought to do, as you ought to be accomplishing in you everything that is pleasing in his sight. To Christ Jesus, to be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? The way that words it, if we find God, this author of peace, the author of serenity, and we believe what he's done for us in the new covenant, then we can come to a place where God is strengthening us and accomplishing in us that which is pleasing for his sight. Some people are so concerned about what they do for God. Am I good enough for God? And Am I even good enough to come to church? Am I even good enough to pray? Well, actually, the writer of Hebrews says, God is the one that's making you good enough. He's the one that will strengthen you. He's the one that is accomplishing in you what's pleasing for him so that glory comes to him. Remember the title? And breathe. I tell you, just take a moment right now and breathe. And allow the Holy Spirit to unlock his power in you. And when our soul waits, that's where we find the equipping. That's where we find the strengthening. It's in that place that we find that God has accomplished in us all, all that we need to be pleasing in his sight and breathe. Yeah, my final point this morning is that place of rest, that rock, that place we can go. Where do we go when we need a bit of time out? It's not that God's putting us on the naughty step, giving us a time out. No, it's that we are taking time out. And Jesus addresses this when he says, uh, in, in Matthew chapter 11, I'll, I'll summarize the whole chapter for you. So the, the background is that John the Baptist is in prison. John the Baptist has, has been this preacher and he's had all these people come to him, but now he's in prison and he's suffering. And he has concerns and Jesus begins to address those concerns because he sends his disciples to Jesus and says, are you the one or are we wasting our time here? Am I in prison for no reason? Or are you the one or are we waiting for another? This crisis of faith, I mean, who wouldn't have a crisis of faith? John's in prison here for preaching. But Jesus is not against him. But Jesus empowers him and encourages him. And he says to his disciples, give John this report. The blind see, the cripples walk, the lepers are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised back to life, and the poor and broken are now hearing about the hope of salvation. Tell John the blessings of heaven come to those who are not offended. I know we all face times of crisis. We all face maybe crisis of our faith. But we are not allowing offense to come into our heart. We're keeping our hearts open and we're looking to Jesus. So then he, Jesus continues and he says, he prays this, doesn't he? He says, Father, I thank you for you are the Lord, the Supreme of heaven and earth. Jesus is always pointing us back to God. If you're ever feeling like you're in time of crisis 
and you have someone in your life that's pointing you back to God, saying, look to God. He is the supreme. God is the source of your strength. That's what the psalmists are doing. And some of those psalms are are, are challenging and difficult, but are always pointing back to God. Let's always do that. The supreme ruler of heaven and earth. He says, you've hidden this great revelation of your authority from the proud and the people who think they're wise, and you've unveiled it to those who are like little children in their faith. Do we have that childlike faith to say we can come to God? And here in the Amplified Version, in verse 28, Matthew chapter 11, he gives the answer. First, point back to God. Point back to God. Don't get offended. When you're having crisis, don't get offended, but point back to God. And Jesus says this, Are you weary? Come to me. Come to me, all you are weary and heavily burdened, burdened by religious rituals that provide no peace, and I will give you rest, refreshing for your refreshing your souls with salvation. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Follow me as my disciples, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest, renewal, and blessed quiet for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and my burden is light. You know that place of rest is not necessarily a physical place. You know some people go on holiday and come back just as stressed as they went away. Or maybe you've slept all night, but you're still restless in your soul. I think the place of rest is found in Christ. Come to me, he says. Come to me. Come to me and find that rest. Let's take a moment and breathe. Let's allow the Spirit of God to come right now. Spirit of God, come and breathe. I know we're busy. We have a hectic pace of life. But let's take a moment to stop and to think. Let us learn these ancient practices, the Selah, to take a moment. Let us wait with silent contemplation. And as we wait, we wait with faith, with expectancy, looking to the Lord as our helper. And we consider the Lord and we consider all that God has done for us. And maybe words are not enough. And we have that silent moment that we can put our trust in God. We can have the faith and patience to say, God, you can do this. I'm not looking for a shortcut. I'm not looking for a quick fix, but I'm looking to you the author and the finisher of my faith. I'm looking to you. I close with this thought. I stand silently and I listen for the one I love. Waiting as long as it takes for the Lord to rescue me. For God alone is my saviour. He alone is my safe place. His wraparound presence always protects me, for he is my champion and my defender. There's no risk of failure for God, so why would I let worry paralyze me? Even when troubles multiply around me, I'm standing in absolute stillness, silent before the one I love, waiting as long as it takes for the Lord to rescue me. Only God is my saviour. He will not fail me. He alone is my safe place, my champion, my defender. 
God's glory is all around me. Right now, his wraparound presence is with you right now. Take a moment. Trust in God every moment. After a moment of silence, maybe tell him some of the things that you're struggling with. Verbalize them. And then take another moment of silence and allow the Holy Spirit to come. Believe me, God hears you. God is with you. He will help you. Pause in his presence. And breathe. Amen. Amen. I hope this has helped today. I hope you'll think about this during the week and take a moment to pause in God's presence. God bless you.